Hey everyone, and welcome to the Yes I Can podcast, where our mission is to inspire and empower you to transform your life and transform the world by being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. I'm your host, Paul Can, and every week we are going to share amazing stories, strategies, and coaching to help you break through your limiting beliefs and supercharge your greatest superpower, the power of you. Your best life awaits. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Yes, I Can podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm very excited to have you. Now, I'm really looking forward to this conversation today. It's going to be an incredibly interesting one. We have a very, very cool expert that is going to be on the show today. So her clients lovingly call her the brain genius. And if that says anything about her, I think you're really in for a treat. She is a former certified physician assistant with a master of medical science degree, and she had a 10-year career in neurosurgery. So, you know, it's no surprise that she is a genius of the brain, and she leaned further into that now as a quantum energy healer. She's a master coach. She's a holistic health practitioner as well and certified theta healer. She's also the founder and CEO of Divine Heart Dynasty, and she helps her clients every single day with elevating their life, their business, their relationships to new heights that defy logic. And she helps them with unlocking their unlimited potential and intelligence within their mind, body, and soul. She's also the upcoming author of the upcoming book, Wealth and Peace, and contributing author in the upcoming series, David and Goliath, which is all about mindset and belief systems. She's also going to be a speaker on stage at the Love Event as well as the Think and Grow Rich Legacy Tour this year. So help me in welcoming the woman who is highly sought after as an intuitive, visionary, and life strategist to help find fulfillment, joy, and passion for high-achieving leaders and entrepreneurs. Please help me in welcoming Jessa Carter. Jessa, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so excited to have you. Oh my goodness. All that Paul, what am I supposed to do with that intro? I mean, it's 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 my stuff, but wow, when you when <laughs> when somebody when you well, I mean, when you lay it down like that, I I've I've big shoes to fill. Well, I mean, the great thing about it is is that you know it, it actually, if anything, was hard to condense for you because you had so much amazing stuff that you're up to. So if anything, um we have we we have big, you know, we we are all ears today to you know, hear all about your amazingness. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast today. We just can't wait to soak in all your wisdom from all the incredible things that you're up to. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm, it's a pleasure. I'm excited to be here and see where, see where our conversation takes us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, take us through, I mean, you've been on such an interesting career path from, something that is, uh, you know, in the science field, you were in neurosurgery and, and, and just so incredibly interesting in that in itself. And then you did a total 180 and totally different career path turn to now doing the work that you're doing. So why don't you take us along the journey a little bit around what led you to doing the work that you're doing today? Absolutely. So working in neurosurgery was, I mean, it was, it was, it was a dream and, you know, landing that job right out of grad school in neurosurgery as a new grad, it was kind of like, okay, who does this? And I, I remember my attending saying to me, you know, basically trial by fire, right? So you're going to, you're going to learn all of these things and you're going to learn it really fast. And, and he said, you're either going to sink or you're going to swim. <laughs> and I mm. was like, 
well, that's great to know, but I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to swim. And so I was, I was determined to become the very best at, at what I did. And and I did that. I was, I was, I was great at it. And I did it. Uh, I did it for 10 years, but the, the first six years I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, uh, plus taking call on top of that. And I literally just, I literally had no life outside of work. And the one year into that six years of working in medicine, my boyfriend, who was an incredible man and who was the love of my life at that time, passed away. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like life and, and, and success, especially if you're a high achiever, makes it really, really easy for you to hide behind your success. And I did that. You know, I just completely buried myself into the work. And so for years, I didn't even mind that I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, right? Because not only did I love it, but I was, I was hiding. I was, I was burying, I was stuffing it down and, you know, pretending like I was still, (laughs) that I still had it all together. But about six years in, I just woke up one day and I was like, and I mean, and we're talking, I had like 10 total days of like PTO a year, you know, working that. So it was like, I mean, maybe you got a long weekend here though, but here or there, but realistically, again, realistically, I had no life. So six years in, I woke up one day and I was just like, what are we doing, Jessa? This isn't life. This isn't living. And if there's anything that you've learned from from losing Ahmed is that life is too short. He was 39 years old when he passed away. And, uh, and I'm like, well, surely, <laughs> you know, surely that should teach me something that, that life is too short. And, and what am I doing? I'm slaving my life away and wasn't even appreciated on top, on top of it. Um, you know, the, the surgeons that I worked for, I mean, they were great surgeons technically, but uh, horrible bosses. <laughs> So, so that, that there was, there was kind of that moment, like, what are, what are we doing? And then I came home one day after an eight day work stretch and I was just literally kind of at my wits end. And I kind of, I came home and I fell to my knees and I was in tears and I I prayed to my boyfriend who had passed. And I said, these are the times that I wish you were still here because I, that I could, so I could actually talk to you said, because I know you would know what to say to me. And I said, I need your help. I need your guidance. I know my life is supposed to be going in a different direction. I just don't know what that is. I need your help. I need your guidance. And within 48 hours, I had my answer, which was to start traveling as a PA. And that leap of faith. So I started researching it, got a, got on board with one of these, um, travel, you know, similar to travel nursing, a lot of people are familiar with that. So you can travel as a physician, you can travel as a mid-level practitioner. And so I started traveling, got a job out in California, lived in Florida at the time, packed myself and my dogs in my car and drove out to California, didn't know anyone. And just really took that leap of knowing that there was, there was something more and that I was supposed to be doing something else. And that leap allowed me to go from working 60 to 80 hours a week to only working 14 days a month and making significantly more money. 
And so I took the first year because I was so incredibly burnt out. And I took the first year to just live. And so on those two weeks off, I just, I would go hiking out in the mountains in California uh, with friends. I would, you know, get in the car, go on a little road trip to see a different part of California. I started taking I was started diving into all of my favorite, like old pastimes. I, I, I was a dancer growing up. I was like, Oh, I want to, I want to take dance classes. I want to learn that, you know, different styles of dance. So I started taking dance classes. I was doing yoga all the time. I was just, I was just living, which I hadn't done in. I mean, you figure the six years of working 60 to 80 hours a week plus grad school before that, which was two years of also not having a life. So I hadn't had a life in like eight years. So I was like freedom, you know? Um, so I just, I just, you know, my, with my newfound freedom, I was just living my best life for a bit. And I had come across the concept of a life by design at that point. And I was like, I'm not really sure what that means yet, (laughs) but I want to, but I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking to, to figure it out. And I ended up focusing on abundance when I was doing my yoga practice. And a friend of mine posted on Facebook that she was going to this millionaire mind intensive. And I was like, millionaire mind intensive. Well, I like the sound of that. <laughs> let's get, let's go. So I, I looked it up. I found a, a, an event in California. I bought, bought myself a ticket. Uh, booked an Airbnb and I was like, okay, we're, we're going, I don't know what this is. I've never been to anything like this, but let's go. And I was sitting in the audience that weekend. And that was really where the journey started just being in the audience. And I had this very clear voice come through and say to me, Jesse, you're supposed to be on that stage. Never in my life had I ever thought of, of doing anything like that. And So I had this dream and this vision of being a speaker, being an author, being a leader and a a coach and really creating deep transformation for people. And, and, and at the time it wasn't clear though, it was, it was still very, it was still very fuzzy at that point. And it was just getting little pieces of the puzzle along the way. And then it was a couple of years later after investing in myself significantly in personal growth and knowing that I had these big dreams of, of being this speaker and this author and this coach, but I wasn't there yet. And I'm like, what is the problem? Why? And that was, the answer was, Jesse, you're getting in your own way. I don't know if, if any of you listening, if, if you can relate to that, if you've ever felt that, like you're getting in your own way. And so I was like, okay, well, that I, I, I'll admit it, right? I'm getting in my own way. Now, how do I get out of my own way? And and I received some additional guidance, which was, Jesse, you're meant to do deep work with people. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I just knew I would that it would be given to me. I would figure it out along the way. And the journey beyond that has just been tremendous because it was when I started doing that deep work that all of those years of knowing what I wanted to do all of a sudden in like six months, it was like time completely collapsed. And all of a sudden it was like, I was here and I was like, Whoa. (laughs) So that's really the beauty and the power of, of doing, um, of, of doing deeper work is things happen so much faster. And that was, that was the most exciting part for me because I am a high achiever and 
and I will be, I'll admit it. Patience is not my best virtue. (laughs) So that's how I got here. That is amazing. And first of all, the really cool thing, as I was listening to your story and we were actually talking about this before we started recording is around the synchronicity of two seemingly different people, but how similar paths can be if we really look closer there was so many similarities in the way that you arrived to what you're doing that very much mirror mine in terms of, we talked about the, the loss of, of um, your boyfriend at the time, very mm-hmm. similar to the loss of my sister and also just your path of leading you to what you're doing today. I had a very similar experience where I was also sitting actually at a wealth conference, funny enough, literally it's, it was called a real estate uh, wealth conference. And that's where I had my light bulb go off of you're meant to be a coach. And I had also no clue what the heck a coach was at that time. Never been with a coach, uh, never talked to a coach. Um, and then very similar. Then I went into deep work as well. I was like, this is crazy as I was listening to, to your story. And I think the beautiful thing about it is that also, I think a lot of people can really resonate with what you've been through. I think right now there is like this mass exodus right now of leaving the workforce that we've never seen before in a very, very long time. Not people getting fired, people leaving on their own because they have come to this place similar to where you were before, which was, wow, what what am I doing with my life? And what is this really all for? And I think that moment is incredibly scary for a lot of people. And I think it is very much this moment of jumping and trusting that the net will be there, which I completely understand as a high achiever, as well as a type A personality, we want to control things. It's very scary to not know. And I think there was a lot of themes of not knowing, but having an inner knowing, but not knowing the how. So tell us a little bit more about that, because I think that a lot of people can really resonate with that in terms of having an inkling of this is where I'm supposed to go, but having no clue how to go there. And I think having to navigate through trusting that it will appear. Tell us a little bit more about how you navigated through that. And if it's for somebody that is there right now, how you made that leap and, and were able to trust and surrender to how the the door would appear, even though you couldn't see it. Yeah. Uh, chills, chills with that, because I mean, that's, that was, that's, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean, for, I mean, I, I'm definitely a reinvented control freak. I mean, I, I used to be that person. It was like, I had to be in control of everything and everything had to be just so, and da, da, da. So fortunately, you know, on that path of, of the few years, I had stripped some of that down where, um, I wasn't as much of a control freak, but it, it really came it really came to the point of, it it, it felt like a test. That was what it, that was kind of what it felt like. Um, but I, when I left, because I, of course, you know, the high achiever, the planner, the control freak, I had this beautiful plan, right? I had this, I, and, and I had started executing it. I had created a place where I, was working per diem at multiple hospitals. I had full control over my schedule. I could work as much as I wanted, as little as I wanted. And they basically said, when are you available? So I literally got to make my, make, make my schedule. And 
that was what I needed to, you know, to be building the business and, and as an entrepreneur. But at no point did I plan on just completely jumping ship, right? I had this beautiful plan of, you know, we're going to start making money in the business. And then we're going to, we'll cut back on the work in medicine and, you know, and eventually we'll just kind of gradually phase it out. Well, universe, God, source, whomever, whomever you refer to that (laughs) as, um, I, I don't, you know, there's no discrimination there for me. They're truly one in the same, but towards, towards the end of working in medicine, I mean, there, you know, there, there was there was a test and this is, this is not to, you know, get into, you know, to COVID, but they, they, they really put providers in a, in a challenging position, um, you know, and, and they were forcing, you know, forcing the vaccine. And again, I'm not going to go there, but, you know, people had to make a decision about, you know, what was right for themselves and for their life. And, you know, based on their understanding and their belief systems, so I don't think there's anything right or wrong. I just believe in our, in, in our right to choose. And um, I was not okay with the fact that my right to choose was being taken away. And so get that clear guidance drop in from the universe and um, universe is like, jump, we got you. And I was like, um, hold on a second. What do you mean jump? <laughs> like, what do you mean jump? And um, you know, and, and our intuition, our intuition is, is a funny thing because your intuition will, will teach you to listen no matter how many lessons or how many times it takes, your intuition is going to teach you to listen. And that's what it's constantly doing. So when I don't listen, sometimes my intuition gets a little feisty and, and then the voice got a bit louder and it got a bit louder and it was like, jump B, we got you. And I'm just like, Oh, goodness gracious. Like, okay. And, and I did that. I did that. I, I jumped, right. I completely jumped ship and there's a saying, you know, burn, burn the boats to, to get the Island. And I remember sitting there going, okay, all right, well, we've, um, we've burnt the boats and now here I am out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> Universe, I'm out in the middle of the ocean. Now what the heck am I going to do now, right? Um because as 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 much as I thought I had prepared for, you know, having a business and being this wonderful entrepreneur, um and I had studied all of these things, I was like, we have no clue, right? We have no clue. So here I am in the middle of the ocean and I was and I was, I was, I was absolutely terrified. Right. And, and there was a period of time for about a month, month and a half, where I literally just kind of felt like I was spiraling, um, felt like it felt like every single ounce of my faith, every single ounce of my trust and everything that I believed in was being tested. And what I learned through that process. And, and I, I worked with a woman who is um, just an incredible soul who was my trainer for many of my certifications um, in doing subconscious work. And I, I reached out to her and I was like, I need support. I need help. And so I worked with her for about six weeks and then it kind of, then it kind of came into this realization, like things started to shift and it's like, okay, we've been here before, Jesso. we've been here before. We're in the middle of the ocean. We have two options, sink or swim, which is it going to be? And I was like, all right, 
we're going to swim. <laughs> like we're going to swim. Let's go. And, but there were, there were some, there were some other pieces that happened. And, and I think this is important to kind of speak into as well is, is alignment and, and really, really, um, again, listening to that inner voice, listening to that inner guidance and trusting it. Like I said, everything was a push for me to, to deepen that. And I, and it was so that I could show up in a higher and better way for every single person that I meant to touch every person's life, every soul that I meant to, you know, touch and change it so that I could show up in a higher and better way for them. And, but it was, I, I had came up with this name for, for the business and all these things. And there was this, that negative voice in my mind that kept saying, you know, there's this inner dialogue that takes place. And the negative voice in my mind kept saying, Jessica, come on, you know, just stick with it. You can't, um, you can't rebrand before you're even branded, like, you know, just stick with it. But it just, it didn't, it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel in alignment. It just, it didn't feel right. And like universe kept stepping in, like that voice kept stepping in. It's like, no, Jessa, the name for your business is this. The name for your business is this, um, which is Divine Heart Dynasty. And as soon as, as soon as I was like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I was like, I don't know why I'm resisting this. So I just, I changed. I changed everything. I changed social media. I got the new LLC. I like, I changed everything. Just, I was like, fine. Okay. And as soon as I changed, as soon as I got into alignment, everything started to flow. All of the opportunities started showing up. Everything started rolling in. And I was like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Wow. I think there's so much gold to unpack there from what you just shared there. And thank you for sharing your story and, and, and being vulnerable about what that journey was like for you. Cause I think a lot of times we see the Instagram version of it, which is I had an inkling. I took the leap and life was amazing after that. And it was like a skyrocket up to the moon, up to the top. And just, you just got to hustle and you just got to work hard and then you're going to get there. But I think what a lot of people don't really talk about is this, the waiting period. Um, and I, 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 been in this waiting period actually very, very recently with uh, waiting for my son to be born. It was one of the most excruciating, I find probably periods, period in my life, because there is something that you know is imminent and coming, but you don't know when, and there's nothing you can do about it. Well, there is, but at the same time, it is not up to you in terms of what you prefer. And I truly believe that like you said earlier about the, the, the nudgings and there's like the, the intuition that's coming to you. And I think sometimes we try to plan things to a T for what we would prefer, but then the universe, like you said, likes to run on a different schedule. And it's funny because I was, we were both kind of me and my wife were were wondering when is he going to come? And we had all this plan and we, you know, we were going to, you know, wait for him. And I was going to finish my work up to a certain point. And of course my son's name is Kairos, which is, God timing, which is divine timing. And I think that's really important to talk about with what you said there, because I think a lot of times there's things that happen um, the way that we would like, which is from a a time period of Kronos time, which is where it's synchronized to the schedule, the the 24-7, the 365, the 24-hour clock of how we would like things. But things happen very much uh, in synchronicity 
which is like also at the same time, which is not in our timing. And I think the universe has a way of hitting us over the head with a two by four when we don't like to listen until we do listen. And when we do, it happens, like you said, quick, but that time period of the waiting. And I think that is where a lot of people give up on their dreams because that period is the most difficult and requires the most strength, courage, patience, and everything within you to test if you're really built for what's the blessing that's about to come. So I think that really resonated when you shared your story, because I think that time period is important to highlight because between the time of when you get called to do something and when it actually happens, it's not instantaneous. And I think that is anything is the biggest test for you to actually step into what you're called to do. Absolutely. Well, and, and, and again, I, I, I get a full transparency, you know, patience is, is not my best virtue. And, and I, and I remember, you know, again, it's like, ha- you know, having, having that guidance for a few years. And then once I, once I did get clear on it, you know, as the, as the clarity started to be there, you're just exactly what you said. You're just kind of like, okay, well, you know, where, where is it? And it really is that that is part of, and, and some of what I teach in, in some of my courses is really actually understanding all of the different universal laws um, and, and how they're working to our benefit. So it is that trusting and, you know, surrender, surrender is, surrender is not giving up, right? Like surrender is, surrender is letting go. And so clarity is one of the most important things, right? When you, as you, and, but it, it takes time, even the clarity takes time. So over the course of those first few years, I remember saying to a beautiful friend of mine, who's a, like a soul sister, a second mother to me, I said, I feel like I'm training for a marathon. And because there was just this constant period of, of learning and growth and expansion that was taking place. And so sometimes I think it's important of, um, you know, it's, it's not about how do I get that or how do I get there? The question is, who do I have to become? to have that and to allow that into my life. And so that is something that I do within my work. It's taking you from this concept of want or need and shifting into this beautiful space of having and allowing. And part of that allowing is allowing for, for the divine timing and, and knowing that, trusting, learning to trust that the universe always has a plan greater for us than, than we could even, than we could ever possibly imagine for ourselves. Um, if someone would have told me, if someone would have told me as a, as a child growing up in, you know, rural Virginia coming from, you know, coming from nothing, coming from parents who had nothing that I was going to be a neurosurgical physician assistant, that I was going to operate and drill holes in people's heads someday. Like, you know, like what, you know, who, no. Um, and as, and as cool and scary maybe, or impressive as that might be, there's 
like who I've become on this journey to be able to lead and to help people in a different way. That, that has been, that's been the most incredible part. And, and that is kind of how the how starts to fall away. I remember hearing that. I remember hearing that early on in the journey. Like when you know your why, like, you know, the hows will fall into place. Um, but I think it's just continuing to evolve and, you know, who do, who do I need to become and just staying in that place of, of becoming and growing and evolving. And, and it's true as, as you grow and you evolve and things start to feel in alignment, then, then those, then the hows do, they, they show up, Mm. um, when, when you have no clue. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. I think that's super interesting that you talked about the, the area of acceptance and you talked about the surrendering that it isn't about giving up, but it's really about letting go, letting go of the control and and trusting ultimately that the net's going to appear that you are taking care of, that it's going to show up. And I find that in my journey, as well as with other people that I've worked with, that I've talked to, that I've witnessed myself is that there is this very interesting balance that I think is something that we continue to learn to kind of finesse. And that is the balance between the beingness. And you talked about like being and and leaning into who you're becoming, the being. And then there's the doing part of it. And I think often when we think about the thing that we want to become, we think a lot about the how, like you said, which is a lot about the doing. Like, what do I got to do? What steps do I got to take? Like, who do I got to reach out to? Where do I get to go in order to become that? And there's a whole component of it, which is who you're being in it and sometimes not doing anything because the doing is actually in the way of who you get to be in order for that to, 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 to arrive. And I've myself come across that before where it's almost like every thing that I think I'm supposed to be doing, it ends up being stopped for a reason. And I question like, what is the universe God trying to tell me in this moment? Because I keep being put on pause and yet I feel like I'm supposed to be in committed action in order to move closer towards it. But then there's, it's almost like I need to be in this moment. And it's a very challenging place to be because we're, we're, we're so used to doing. And so tell us a little bit more about that fine line between the being and the doing, because we keep, you hear a lot in the hustle culture of like all the things you got to do in order to create your dream. But then I find sometimes there is also the ingredient that is equally as important of the being, the surrendering, the leaning into just allowing for things to happen. And it can feel very unfamiliar because we feel like we got to earn it. We got to do something in order to generate that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Finally, I think I know Mm -hmm. I myself have been challenged with that. And I know a lot of our listeners have probably been in that place before between like feeling like they need to do more in order to create more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That, that's such a good, that's such a good one to unpack because, and, and there is such a, such a balance in it, but that is the, the trouble with straight doing is you're going to get somewhere and you're probably going to wake up one day and be like, how the hell did I get here? And it might not even really be what you wanted, right? But you were like, you were, you're kind of like, 
doing just constant doing it's like tunnel vision right you're you're so tunneled in that you don't see you're not allowing space for anything else to come in you're just you're so you're so in the doing and and I, and I love that you mentioned the, the hustle culture, right? Because I mean, that that's what people think, right? In order to get ahead, in order to succeed, I have to like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And the interesting thing is um, there's so much resistance in that, right? And so resistance creates more resistance. And so you're, you're really fighting this uphill battle. And that's what people don't realize when they're in it. You're kind of, you're, you're struggling. You're truly making things harder than they need to be because you're, you're working in this uphill battle and, and oftentimes really burning the candle at at both ends. And so what people, so what you see, right. So what you see is those people who are doing that. I mean, again, yeah, you're, you're there, there are multiple ways to, you know, to get to point B, but they're, they're stressed, they're overwhelmed, they're, they're fatigued, they're not taking care of their, their health, right? Or they're, they're neglecting their family. Um, they're not taking time for their friends, you know, all of these things. So yeah, you can get there, but I mean, was that process enjoyable? Like, did you even, were you ever present during that process of how you actually got there when you were, when you're just like grinding away. And then again, then you get there and it's like, well, now what? Because you, you were just doing for so long and there was no being and you're, and it's like, well, now what am I supposed to do with the success? Mm. You kind of don't know what to do with it because success, money, wealth, none of, none of those things equal fulfillment. So you get there and maybe you're alone or maybe you're in a situation, you know, with your family because you haven't been present where things are not good, you know, and again, you're just kind of like you got there, but you're like, how did I get there? And is this really what I wanted? At what expense? It's sort of in the doingness. That's what's interesting about the control and the doingness because, because you're not allowing for something better for yourself. Right. So rather, rather than having a balance of, okay, who do I need to become and who am I being? Well, that's a very different path of, of getting there and being able to maintain a level of balance and being able to say to yourself, like, no, I need a moment. (laughs) Like I, you know, I, I need, I need a day. And I've had to learn, I've had to learn that the hard way, right? Because if, if I don't, if I don't get up and work out and I just come to the couch and open my laptop, I'll work from the, from the moment I got up until like, until I, it's like dark and I'm like, oh shoot, it's time to go to bed. So it's like, if, if you, you, if you allow yourself to, you know, to, to just kind of be in that space of doing, but it's like, well, who do I want to be in this process? And do I want to enjoy it? Mm. Yeah, I, I love what you said there around the importance of really understanding who do you want to be in the journey of getting to where you want to go? And what is the experience that you get to have in the journey? Was it something where it was at all costs that you get to create the dream, like you said, and then you get to the top and then have no one to spend it with and realize what did I do this for? And I think I love that 
that one song from now on um, from the greatest showman where he had all the success at the top and the realized he was doing this all for his family. And that's the very thing that he lost at the expense and on the journey to creating his dream. And that it actually wasn't the price that he, he wanted to pay, but he paid it because he was looking at the wrong target and doing it for in the wrong, in the way that didn't work. And so I think I love what you said there just around, yes, there's many ways to get there, but, but, when you arrive, how do you want to feel? What is the experience that you want to have as you arrive at the destination? Um, and I'm really curious on, on the, we've talked a lot about the doing part in terms of how, when you only focus on the doing it, it doesn't work because you end up tunnel vision, you end up doing it at the cost of all other things in your life and you get there and then you wonder why am I here as well as, well, how did I get here in the first place? And I'm curious on the other side of it, where you also hear about only being as well in terms of I'm just going to sit here and the universe is going to private. And I, and I know you're on the think and grow rich tour. And there are people that interpret it in that way around, I'm just going to be, and things are going to fall on my lap. And then it doesn't. And then they're wondering, you know, like, well, but wasn't I just supposed to be, and then think about it and envision it and, and, and feel it. And then it's going to fall on my lap. And so tell us a little bit about bringing those two elements together around, you know, just the only being and the only doing, and how do we get to bring those two together to really create a balance of both so that you can create the life of your dreams and also have the experience and be the person and have the, the people surrounding you that, that you want have to have with you to really make that journey worth worthwhile and fulfilling. I, I, I love that. And I'm laughing. I'm laughing as you're saying that because, because I mean, because I fell into the trap of, mm. of, the, of the just being this, right. I'm like, I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to manifest all these things. <laughs> right. And, um, and it's like, oh, you know, somebody, somebody forgot, to, somebody forgot to give me the memo of like, no, it's not a, just about you know, being like, oh no, you, you have to, you still have to take action. Right. And, um, so, but, but, but action, the, the, the thing about action and the thing about being is you can, you can take aligned action and you can take action from a place of flow rather than that place of resistance. And, and when you're in flow, Remember I said resistance creates more resistance. Well, flow creates more of the same too. If you get into flow and you're taking action from a place of flow, you're creating more flow in in every single way. So like when you're when you're creating that and it's and you know time time falls away. So like my my best example of that and and it goes with trusting also when I received the guidance for one of the courses that I teach, it was just like, just a teach you're meant to teach this. You're meant to bring these ancient, um, you know, wealth principles and prosperity teachings to life and actually integrate them into people's being. And this is what you're, this is what you're going to do. And it was like, and, and I got like, teach it this way, do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, okay. And, and, and I think about this sometimes, right? Because if I were to, you know, rewind back even five years, <laughs> I would have been that person like, Oh God, I gotta, I gotta create this. I gotta create all of the, all of the days in one day and I gotta get it done. And, 
yeah, you know, and so you're, and you, you sit down and you're going to do it. And it's like, either it's just going to be this like struggle. Right. And you're going to be like, Oh God, like, I, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. You're in this struggle. The first, the way, the way that I did it was, I just was like, here we go. I'm offering this. It wasn't even completely creative. I knew what it was meant to be. And I knew how I was supposed to teach it, but it wasn't created. There was, there was no presentation. There was no like actual details or anything. And, and it was a 20 day experience and literally every day I created and I just sat down and just let it, let it flow through me. And it was bizarre because I had many other projects going on at the same time. And it was weird because it didn't matter what time of the day that I started. I would always finish it before I taught that night. And I promise you, I promise you at no, under no circumstances would, would an older version of Jessa been able to like create something the day of, like create something and teach it tonight. Like this is what we're, this is what we're doing. And there, but it was like, there was no stress and it always got done and it always got done just in the, in the exact divine timing that it was meant to. And, 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 and so when, when you've never experienced that, like I, and if you're listening and you've never experienced that, I know that it sounds like hocus pocus. Like it really does. Cause you're like, oh, that's now she's bullshit me. Like that's not yeah. true. Um, but it, but it is <laughs> like it, 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 you can truly get to this place where you are completely in action. I was completely in action the entire day, but it was it was so in flow. And, and when you're, and when you're in flow too, it's like, you know, the, the time just kind of falls away and you, you kind of completely lose track of it. Mm, I love that. And I think that's a really beautiful way to really tie together our conversation just around where we started and, and, and where we're ending up in terms of with the conversation, which is coming back to trust which is really coming back to being willing to have the courage to take a risk and to jump. And I think with everything that you described in terms of whether it was leaving your career that you had for 10 years and just jumping and becoming a speaker and a coach, and it made no sense. And, or you creating a course that you're like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. Or it's like, you know, I want to move halfway across the country. I don't even know what it's going to look like. I think what I'm hearing and the overall theme that I think is really powerful as, as what I'm taking away. And I think a lot of our listeners, as you're listening to this around wherever you are in your life, if you're, you're feeling like there is something that you get to do. And I do believe that we all get these different kind of nudgings towards what it looks like. But I think the thing that stops us is needing for it to make sense and needing for us to know how and controlling what it gets to look like before we actually make the jump. And what I'm hearing and what you're sharing is that in order to really create the life of our dreams and to really step into doing work that we love, that we truly feel fulfillment with, and really being able to live out our dreams, it requires risking and it requires that first step of courage to jump before you know what it's going to look like and trust that you got it and trust that you're going to be taken care of and have the courage to know that 
it's not going to be perfect, but in the journey of it, you're going to feel, you know, what you want, which is the joy and the passion and the fulfillment the journey and experience of getting to where you want to go at the end of the day is going to be exactly like you said, in divining the divine timing of how it's supposed to look and it's all going to work out. And that's what I'm hearing you say in all of this is that whatever it is that you're called to do, that you get to really trust yourself and be willing to take that risk. Because if you don't jump, you're never going to know. Definitely. Definitely. And, and I, there, there was so much good stuff in there. And you, you said, a you said a couple of things that, that really jumped out at me and it was in my brain and it completely flew out. But the thing is, is when you, and, and it's, and it's not to say it's, it's not reckless, right? It's, it's not reckless. And it's not to say that you're, that there's zero preparation, right? Um, to say that, right? Uh, Again, because, and and what I mean by that is, you know, again, there was, there was some, some vision in my head that had been there and I had been doing all of this work on myself. And what I can say is, is again, it's kind of the, it's about who I became along the way that allowed me to, to jump a bit before I felt like I was ready, but also prepared me for being able to really trust and, and really create. And I, and I had gotten to the point where there were, you st- there were still tools, right? There were still some, some tools that were there within myself, but because our, our nature, right. That like the normal response to fear and stress is, you know, it's like going back. Right. And, 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 and I love that you said that earlier, you know, I, I kind of laugh at it now because it's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I feel like if anyone knew how much work and how much was actually involved, like in being an entrepreneur, like no one would do it. <laughs> no one would true. do it in those, in those early stages. Like if you actually knew, like, no one would do it. But, but, but like you said, it's like most people don't keep going, right? Like, cause, because that, and, and that was really the difference of, of being able to jump but who I had become had prepared me for that jump because when those moments of fear would come up and I'd be lying to you, if I didn't say they didn't, you know, there were a couple of times where it's like, Oh crap, like, Oh, Holy moly, what am I going to do? And going back in the thought of going back would come up. And then it was just, and, and then it, but then it was just kind of almost a chuckle of like, well, that's not really an option now, is it? So what, what, so what else needs to happen? Like, it, you know, as, as much as that, that is an option from a, in, from, from a place of fear and from a place of comfort, your greatness is millimeters outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And there's, in speaking of thinking grow rich, there's, you know, there's a, a Napoleon Hill, a Napoleon Hill uh, quote that says like, basically never, never quit um, three feet shy of gold. And there's a, there's a really beautiful story in the book of this man who he had a crew and he dug and he dug and he dug and he dug <clears throat> and they didn't find the gold and they gave up. And then this other guy comes in and he was just, he hired someone to, who does land surveys. And he was like, oh, well, because of this or this, um, basically what you're looking for is either three feet in this direction or three feet in that direction. 
And so this man who had like dedicated his life to it had literally quit three feet shy from gold, three feet shy of that win. And, and, and I have it written on my calendar, my monthly calendar that is, um, that is on the wall because no matter, no matter where you are within the journey, there's, there's still more, right. There's still more growth and there's still more scary things that are going to come up. And, and, and there's still like the next goal and the next level, because that that's, I mean, that's just me. And I enjoy that. So I have it written on my calendar where you are now is closer than you'll, than you've ever been where you are now is closer than you've ever been. Keep going. Mm. And I think that is a powerful, powerful and beautiful way to really tie together and, and really with a bow in terms of with our conversation, just like such a beautiful takeaway of you're so close to where you are at and keep going. You're only three feet away from, from your gold. And that is just incredibly powerful for, for our listeners. And thank you so much, Jessa, for all of your incredible wisdom. I've learned so much from you in this conversation. I feel like we're going to probably have to end up doing like a part two or something like that. Cause we're really just skimming the surface for so many powerful topics. And, um, I think it's just incredibly fascinating the work that you're up to. And there's so much gold that you just dropped on us today. And for our audience that wants to find out more about you and your work, where can they find you? So the best place would either be either Facebook or you, well, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Uh, my Insta handle is Jessa Carter underscore DHD. And I have a link tree on there. I, 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 I'm newly part of the 21st century. Thank you. Thanks to a friend of mine who is much more technically, technically savvy than I am, because that is certainly not my zone of genius. So I have entered the 21st century and I have a link tree. And if you go to my link tree on any of, of, of my social platforms and you go to the, the prosperity masterclass, there's a registration there for you. And it is my gift to you to attend my science of prosperity master uh, masterclass as, as my gift, as my gift awesome. to you. And thank you so, so much. And, and that is, I get into a lot of brain stuff there and really helpful uh, brain stuff. We get, we get deep into the brain talking about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and, and how to, how to use <laughs> that kind of to, to our advantage um, and, and tying in a, a little bit of, of, some, of some prosperity in there, but really getting into understanding um, our most precious gift, which is our brain and how to use that in a way that's beneficial for us um, rather than having it kind of feel like it's working against us. <laughs> that's amazing. And guys, definitely jump on this, this um, amazing opportunity. Jessa has been generous enough to offer us this free gift. And I think that there's just such incredible learnings to be had from the work that you're doing. And so thank you so much, Jessa, for being with us today for this conversation. Um, it's been absolutely amazing. There's been so many gold nuggets that I know I've taken away and I know our audience um, has taken away as well. So thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for being on the podcast today. I just truly appreciate it and, and uh, you know, have truly enjoyed our time together. 
Absolutely, Paul. Thank you so very much for having me. And I, I definitely, I would definitely love a love a part two. There's so much more stuff that Absolutely. so much more goodness <laughs> that, that we can that we can dive into. And I, I just want to take a moment to honor you um, because, and, and of course, the the alignment and the and the synergy between our journey and our path. It, it's it's mind boggling. And and that was the one thing. Oh, you said things don't have to make sense. That was, that is like, that is such a, especially coming from any sort of science or analytical background. Like that's one of the, I think, hardest things, but most valuable things that I've learned is that things don't have to make sense. And I'm starting to love when they don't, because it's always something so much better. I'm like, nothing about this makes sense. And then you, and then it shows up and you're like, oh. Well, that's better than I expected. Um, so, so, so allow yourself that that space for for things to for to not make sense. And you know, a big part of my work is is you know learning to embrace uncertainty and really be comfortable in uncertainty and in the unknown because it is it is our level of trust and faith in that place that again the universe shows up and and, and gives us something far greater than we could have ever imagined for ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that is, I think, the best gold nuggets that you could possibly take away from this conversation. And so thank you so much, Jessica, for being on the podcast today. I just truly appreciate you and the work that you're doing. And um, for our audience, definitely go check out our work. And thank you so much for joining us on the Yes, I Can podcast once again. And until next time, keep being fully, unapologetically, authentically you. We'll see you next time. The Yes I Can podcast is directed by Paul Can. Executive producers of the podcast are Paul Can, Chelsea Lynn, and Joy Sauce.